Hello everyone and welcome back to the Two Baggies One Out Podcast, officially the best West Bromwich Albion podcast in the land. Don't let anybody tell you different. Yeah, self-acclaimed. Self-acclaimed, self-proclaimed by other people. You know how it is, you know the vibes. We're back. Last episode was amazing, we really enjoyed it. We, I don't know, we didn't really stay on topic that much, but no, the guys no. seemed to like it. We really enjoyed making it. A lot of you hit us up afterwards with Hot Tub Stream, because that's what we said, because it ended in a really weird manner. Mm. Um, I'm of course joined by the hot tub streamer himself, Dom. Yeah. Dom, what are you telling me, bro? You good? Yeah, I'm good, dude. The hot tub stream is never going to happen, I don't think, mate. Uh, <laughs> maybe paddling pool stream. I'm not going to get a hot tub going up in here for the sake of uh, 2K views. 2K views and we'll hot tub stream. Yeah, get on <laughs> Twitch and we'll hot tub stream. Getting your best bikini, son. Yes. My bikini. That's it. We'll keep it on track as well. West Brom, the West Brom shop do bikinis by any chance. <laughs> They don't need to branch out. Keep it all on brand, baby. Speaking of West Brom Shop and getting certain amount of things to get certain amount of things, um, I put on Twitter the other day that if my tweet got 100 likes, I'd get Adam Reach on the back of my shirt. Um, That's probably (laughs) on like 110 now. People succeeded. Thanks to, you know, Baggy's Bulletin who shared it, uh, no joke, four or five times uh, across his socials. So that definitely helped. Um, So I'm going to be probably the only person with an Adam Reach West Brom Charlie top well thank god he signed because you definitely would have been the only person with an Adam yeah, Reach shop if I'll, he hadn't I'll, to be fair I'd rather him not have signed because I think it'd be even funnier well I don't know I think mate if, we, if we're being truly honest I think low key you just wanted an Adam Reach shirt oh, because you, you shared it on our social media mate if it was just your own personal Twitter you'd be like okay I've got a chance you shared it with everyone of that's course self, that's, meme that's self-validation at the end of the day you know what I mean you, you never know Adam Reach likes. Adam Reach could be everyone's saying Adam Reach good squad player he's going to add a bit of depth um, bit of cover Maybe he's going to be a breakout star, mate, and then you're the only guy around with an Adam Reach shirt, and it's like, yeah, I anticipated this. I always <laughs> knew Adam Reach was going to be an absolute starlet at West Brom. I'll take two takes. Um, I'll take three takes, and then when after the season, I'll splice this uh, episode again and re-upload it, okay? Yeah, I think the real question is, though... Uh, excuse me, I'm about to do my edits. Oh, your edits. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Adam Reach is going to be a breakout star this year. I can see him being a really important player for us. I think Adam Reach is a middle-of-the-road signing, good squad player, good rotation player. I think Adam Reach is a dreadful signing. I think it shows no ambition, uh, and I don't think he's going to do much for the club. So there we go. After the season, after we see how he does, I'll re-edit this. That sounded and really leave. convincing, by the way. And, well, <laughs> that's what it's meant to be, baby. I was, what I was about to say before I was rudely interrupted Shut up. Was, uh, was the real question is what strip are you going to get what kit are you going to get the away kit are you going to get the away home kit? kit are we mad or are you going to wait for the third when they eventually get around to that nah on about that I regret not getting the purple third kit you know I from two years that. ago massively regret such that. a nice kit so I'm not going to miss the boat on yeah. this black kit which is really really nice black kit is lovely I really want them to and again they might have done I don't know maybe I missed it but the training kit you know the black and silver training kit the black training kit looks good man it's really nice but from what I, from what I've seen they've not released it yet um, they've released that god awful gaudy training kit the pink and green one have they? yeah I thought so <sighs> news to me released. son well there we go I know what I'm buying in the next couple of hours yeah it's nice man I think what we've released this year is good um We'll get back to Adam Reach. I do genuinely believe it's a middle of the road signing. Yeah, yeah. Don't get why people are so angry about it. 
People are angry about it. Why you do not you see angry? people? You not see people saying like, "Oh, this is this is such a bad signing." Oh, the guy's played like two hundred and fifty games at Championship level. It's exactly what we need. He's covered left back recently. He, he's pl- I'm pretty sure he's played up top. He's played out wide. He's played in the middle. He's played left back. He's a utility piece for when we go, you know, yeah. bloody Coventry away in the middle of the week in January. I don't know if that's actually a fixture, but do you <laughs> know what I mean? You yeah. say when we're playing. We're playing Friday, Wednesday. We're playing Friday, Wednesday, Saturday, mm. uh, which happens a lot in the championship for consecutive weeks. Uh, we'll need players that can fill in or can take maybe not ninety minutes, but can come off the bench for thirty. Yeah, to keep depth in there. Absolutely, mate. And anyone that's getting angry at this, I mean, like, check yourself a little bit. It's ignorance, complete fucking mm. ignorance when it comes down to this. Because yeah. it's, this this guy is going to be, you know, a squad player. He's going to be a squad player. And if he's anything better than great, that's even better. He's a free transfer. It's a free transfer. <laughs> it's a free transfer. And <laughs> in this no market, money. you can't get any better than that. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? We're talking about deals worth hundreds of millions of pounds in the Premier League. And now we're getting a player that is veteraned at this level. He's 28. He's a good age, if you look at things generally. And he's going to go on to, you know, maybe the best three years of his career. I was surprised, I was surprised by the length of the deal. 2024. 2024. I was surprised by the length of it. Um, but again, it's just it's just a squad player. Um, well, I don't. You know, before we signed him, I didn't really know much about him. And to be honest, I, I mean, he scored bangers. Most scored people banger don't. against us. He's very polarizing when he was at Sheffield Wednesday. Mm. Is that a fan? Some fans are not too bothered about him going. Some really wanted him to stay. Um, for me, that tells me he's going to be a good squad player, especially considering it's he's coming from Sheffield Wednesday and coming to us. You know, and we've got. A team that's well attuned now. They all know each other. Um, the new managers come in, instilled this philosophy of football, ingrained it into them. And Adam's coming into this setup, and he's going to have to take really a few weeks, maybe a month, to really get used to the style, um, you know, the philosophy, um, get his mentality right. Because it's a, you know, he's a human being. He's got to get used to these new Absolutely. people, new club. He said in his uh, his new interview, his first interview, I should say, about getting used to uh, to Birmingham, and I was like, you've got to get that right first, mate. It's the black country. <laughs> we don't say Birmingham round here. But he'll, he'll, he'll uh, get used to the culture, mate. He'll get I think, used to it. I mean, I can see him being a bit of a cult player. You know, I'm, I'm quite happy to get Reach on the back. I think it's a bit of a banner. Mm. Um, I'll do it for the home. I, I like the home kit, just sidebar. I do like the home kit. wish there was another white stripe down the middle, but I like what they've done with it. Uh, with the Laws My Shepherd down yeah, the middle. I like it. I, I think I put on... We had this weird thing when it first came out, and I put I hated it on the Instagram, and yeah. then you put you liked it, and then I just like reverted the way that I thought about it literally like four hours later, <laughs> after looking at... Just sitting at my computer, staring at this fucking strip, and I was just like... You know, like uh, like a Clockwork Orange, and I sat there, he sat there with his eyes... Like taped open. It's, a, it's, a, it's called the Ludovico technique. That is. Oh, shut up, you fucking boffin! And then it was, <laughs> that's because I read the book. Oh, I also read the book, but I didn't retain that information, mate. And um, I wrote a essay on it. Oh, okay, that's the difference then, mate. Fucking got film an a. studies. Sidebar. A Sidebar. Got an A. Fantastic. No one cares. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like that, and I was just staring at this fucking strip, and I was like, actually, it's it's not bad. I actually quite like it. It was just the fucking one. Str- I always hated it with the one strip. Yeah. I always think we're a club, and we need multi. It's it, it's striped kit. It's not a one stripe. I always hated it. I hated it when Southampton had it as well. Um, but it's pretty cool. You've got the Lord's My Shepherd on it. You know, it's pretty. In an age of kits where they all literally look the same, you sign a Puma deal, all the Puma kits look the same. In that age. It's kind of a bit refreshing to have something yeah, that's a I little mean, bit like... The Adidas years were pretty dreary in the fact that a lot of clubs look the same. Like, Stoke, for a number of years, had very similar kits to us. Yeah. 
uh, very similar colours and things like that because they were also supplied by Adidas so it's nice to get some individuality through the Puma deal I think um, transfer business in general have we done enough Alex Moat's a top signing yeah. Kevin Castro looks to be more than just a development squad signing um, what's his name if, forgive me Clark yeah, I can't remember his the, first the name. centre back that we centre back. from Brighton. Again, more reinforcements. Looks to be a good player. Well, he's starting, especially if he's playing five at the back. Well, he's played a couple of seasons on loan in the Championship. Again, he seems to be another player that we're signing for squad depth. With you know, he's, he could come in do a job, etc., etc. I'm happy with the signings. I said to you, um, as long as we retain the bulk of our first team and have a couple of signings here and there, a sprinkling of signings, I'm happy with that. So I'm kind of. I'm pretty happy with the way that we're at. I think, really, if we're talking about what do we need pragmatically, maybe uh, another right back for um, you know, you know, as, what you call it, as uh, insurance for Furlong in case he gets injured. Maybe another centre mid again for the same reasoning, um, and that's it, really. Like I've never. I'd love a to l- see a centre mid come in. Um, Matt, I get and a striker. I'd like to see a striker. I was about come in. to say that a lot of people do want a striker, but I had this argument with someone, and I was like. Season we got promoted, we didn't really have an out and out striker. It's Pereira, Dean Garner, it's the midfielders, it was the people around the striker that was kind of getting the goals. And then we brought Callum Robinson in as in January to try on loan to try and um, get us, you know get us a few goals. And it ended up that he played the centre for a bit, and then we moved him out to the left. Didn't really happen. We didn't have an all out striker in the same way that we had uh, the season prior with Dwight Gale and Rodriguez just think, behind. I think. Uh- an out and out striker would, would would have made it easier for us. Maybe, but the way that we were playing, it didn't really matter. We spread the goals around the midfield I agree. players. I actually, it'd be nice to have an out and out striker. I think it, you know, with those games where we get neutralised a bit in the midfield, an out and out striker could cut through a lot of that. Um, Maybe, but I think we're looking, we're relying on the sale of Pereira if that does go through, um, <clears throat> which we will move on to. Obviously, there's Ishmael uh, Valerian came out and said. Uh, about him not being committed and you mm-hmm. know he clearly doesn't want to be here and then Pereira hits back I, I saw that Instagram post I, I randomly went on Instagram and then it was like 26 seconds ago Matthias Pereira posted this down and I'm like oh mm-hmm. shit here we go um, it's kicking off it's kicking off and he, he's talking about he, he never said he wasn't dedicated uh, and you know he had an offer that would change his life and he's very grateful to the club and I, I think I'm not going to begrudge Matthias Pereira for leaving Um at all because the guy deserves to be playing better quality of football mm. uh, I obviously want the most money for the club I mean Al Halal aren't offering that but I don't want him to go to Al Halal I know it's stupid to not want players to go anywhere mm. I don't want Matthias Perez to go to Al Halal I want him to stay in the Premier League I want to be able to at least watch him flourish so I'm just shipping him off out to um, <clears throat> where's Al Halal is it Saudi is it Egypt Saudi league it? it's Saudi so it's clearly I think there's also something that has happened because like I Pereira stood up last year and said, look, I'm ready for the challenge. I don't really take him as the person who's just going to roll over this year. So I think there's been more than we've been told, naturally, because we don't get told everything at a football club. We're not privy to that. Um, But I think more's gone on than we're told. Yeah, definitely. I'd agree with that as well. I mean, the statement came on the back of Pereira coming out and saying, I'm committed 100%, I'm a professional. And then the Ishmael thing came out, and then obviously he's rebuttal to that, that so we've Ishmael, all read. Pereira and then Ishmael's come out again 
But I think it, I think really basically the Pereira thing when he initially made that statement was him just doing the professionalism thing, which is like we all know I want to move. You know, we all know that I'm better than playing in the championship. Well, the club wants to move him. Yeah, and and the club kind of wants the money. So fair enough. But I'll make this statement because I don't want my professionalism to be called into question. Fair enough, right? And then Ishmael's come out and said. And again, this is this is the reason why I like Ishmael, you like Ishmael, and the vast majority of the, the fan base like Ishmael is an honest guy. He'll come out and he'll say, you know, he'll say, you know, black is black and white is white. He'll say that there's no grey area. He knows what he wants, he wants commitment because he knows that this system that we're playing it needs to be ingrained into every player. And if you're not committed to playing and being there, it's pointless. It's pointless being part of it. Even if you're an exceptional player like Pereira is, it's counterintuitive to the way that we're trying to play. It's not a one man team you know it's not that way that we played and we played with teams in the championship of the past like that you could argue that Pereira being a level higher than basically everyone else in the championship when we got promoted um, pulled us through games at times you know really did pull us through games and it seems like with this new system we don't really need to rely on that kind of dynamic anymore we've got the dynamic where you know it's, it's one machine and if one cog fails then the whole machine fails so everyone's got to be on the same page a bit like you know sort of Liverpool with the Gergen press and all that kind of stuff, right? All those buzzwords. But it's a similar idea. It's everyone's got to be on board and ready to play. Yeah. Otherwise, the whole thing kind of crumbles. Um, but the Pereira thing, like you said, in terms of I'd like to see him in the Premier League. To be honest, I'd just like to see the whole thing resolved. I think the worst thing that could happen is if he's stuck here in limbo and we don't manage to get the right deal, you know, like with a Premier League club or even at Al Alal, um, and he's just stuck. And then what happens? He's got to sit in the reserves like he's fucking odd and wingy mm. or something like that. Um, because that's shit for him, it's shit for us. And he's still going to have to be training with the team. You imagine that. But he's not training with the first team that much. It, exactly. He came out today, he's barely training with the first team. Mm. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. Either he doesn't get the move, it goes away, he comes back committed to the. Apparently, he's not committed to the system. Or gets the deadline day and we cave and we send him out on loan. Mm. so I can see that happening if, Maybe. if it isn't there apparently some clubs have been turned off by his comments and apparently lack of dedication um, but what about the what about the thing where he said in his statement which was interesting was that he basically admitted that he'd been contacted by Al-Halal which wasn't permitted by the club um, so he's kind of outed himself with his rebuttal there hasn't he he's well, really he's out himself Al-Halal. in that water he's outed Al-Halal you know he's always going to well, yeah. reply to those offers so you're getting off the money he claims he's offered then it's going to be you're going to be responding. Well, that's what I mean. It's not gone through official channels, has it? No. So it means then. I mean, for us as fans, it means this thing's going to be drawn out even more. Um, you know, whether a deal's going to be done with them or not. You know, I can see why the club are doing it. You know, I can see officially why the club are doing it and they're trying to pursue it because it's their. You know what I mean? It's their uh, recourse. They can do it. They're in within their rights to do it. But it's kind of scuppering a potential deal with Al Halal, whether you want there to go there or not. You know, we need the money, you know, for investments and things like that. And it would be great to have it done, you know, sooner rather than later so we can actually yeah. anticipate you we're going to sign. Um, but ultimately, I'm kind of happy um, if we sign a couple of more peripheral players. I'm happy with this squad. I think it's a squad that's good enough um, to get top two, you know, to get automatic promotion. Easy. I hope so. And I think, you know, I think Ishmael's going to look at a lot of the younger players, like a lot of the. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean a lot, I know it doesn't, but social media, sorry, these guys on social media, you know, the, the Rico Riches of the world, and yeah. these younger guys, <clears throat> they're posting pictures, they're in their full kits, 
and they're saying ready for the new season. To me, that doesn't suggest I'm being shipped out on loan. To me, that suggests I'm here, I'm part of the 23. Well, it says Ishmael apparently has been like sniffing around the academy and sort of the pre-season and things like that. And he's come out and made statements about certain players and he's like, yeah, you'll see these players starting in the first team, which is great because we've just lost an exodus of young players. Some have gone that we didn't want to go. But also players like, you know, sort of Sam Field, Harper, you know, these guys have gone. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, like, you know, Lecco went previously. These were the you know, sort of generation of players that me and you thought, you know, potentially they could um, go on and be part of the first team. It didn't work out I mean, for whatever we've reason. Lost a lot. I mean, I don't think he'd have featured, but we lost, we lost Finnazaz, we've lost Tim Rogan, mm. someone like that. So, you know, these highly rated players, especially the latter I mentioned, to Villa because, you know... What's been reported, or or can you know some gossip? It's Luke Dowling fell out with a great deal of the youth staff. Yeah, they left Villa, and now they're sniffing around our our players and the players they used to coach. Well, we have, a good, we have a great academy, mate. We have a good academy system, and to be honest, you can't begrudge. You know, some of these guys you see on Twitter and stuff, people giving them shit. They're young kids, mate. They're fucking teenagers, and Aston Villa come to them, Premier League team, and it looks like, and as much as you fucking hate to admit it. A now established, really, Premier League team from the signings. Some of the fucking mate, how bad does it feel? The fact that Villa have just signed fucking Leon Bailey for forty million quid from Leverkusen. You know what I mean? Brindier, whatever. Great. But like, Wendy is a great sign. Brindier is a great sign, but like Leon Bailey is a different level. Do you know what I mean? Twenty-three. Yeah, he's an incredible player, and he's been absolutely fucking tearing the Bundesliga apart for years. And it's kind of like Villa have you know be, you know beat us in a playoff semi-final got to the playoffs you know got up stayed up by the skin of their teeth the season later and now they're selling Jack Grealish for £100 million and they're signing players from the fucking Bundesliga for £40 million quid that are top notch you know it's kind of like you know Bundia's choosing to go to Aston Villa over Arsenal yeah, no. you know shit like that and you're thinking these tiny little things that could that switch and change, and it's like their ownership's better. That's another thing. Their ownership's mm. ridiculous. They're so rich, and they're willing to put the money in. That's actually a good point because, say we we have been up there, but we've never paid forty million for a player or sold a player for under a million quid. So it's kind of like That's weird. we we yeah. finished in the same position of Villa, but we didn't go out the summer later and spend that much. Money. Exactly, because we we won't do that. We don't have that dynamic. We don't have that set up at a corporate level, and we won't you know under this current ownership. And it's we didn't change. before. We, we won't be able to compete anymore. There'll be a point where we won't be able to compete anymore if we don't put well, significant cash into the club. Talking, talk, bringing it back to this season and the season coming up as well is, you know, when we were in the championship and we got promoted and we we basically didn't spend that much money. We bought loan signings in, free transfers, and we were quite pragmatic with the money that we spent, right? And I and a lot of people were like, we need to spend more. We need to spend more at the time. And I was like, no, I'm glad we've done the things that we've done and the season prior as well with Darren Moore and um, the manager coming in and whatever, but. Um, I was glad of that and the way that we did that because it's like it leaves more money for the Premier League campaign we're selling the people that we need just about need to try and get that second place first place finish we don't need to boss the league and then we've got more money to spend in the Premier League campaign great and this is the same thing that I'm thinking now it's like free transfers pragmatic transfers loan signings potentially great um, and then we've got more money, more money to spend in the champion uh, in the Premier League right but that didn't really happen in our Premier League campaign. We spent a lot less than our counterparts. And it's probably, especially with this administration, going to be exactly the same if we do get promoted first season. 
Um, so part of me is thinking they're not really saving money because they want to spend it in the Premier League. They're just saving money because that's the basis and that's the philosophy of yeah. the way that we do finance at the club. Um, Absolutely. I it's mean, a cynical way to look, but to be fair, based on history, mate. Derby fans, that's what happens, mate. Yeah. <laughs> You're um, a born friggin' cynic. I know. Uh, there is some better news. Uh, Sam Johnson. Mm. Uh, apparently, come, he come back early. He was given extra time. He decided to come back early from his holidays. Obviously, he had a great summer with England. Uh, the Euros. Zero caps. <laughs> he got, no, he got a cap. He didn't get an appearance at the Euros, but he's got a cap. Oh, sorry. Yeah, at the Euros. Got yeah, a, no appearance, I should amazing say. Amazing yeah. serve against Romania, I think it was. Um, so, he's come back, and there's talks of a new deal, which actually, not to brag, I was speaking about this exact same thing yesterday, because I've tweeted about it today. Um, a new deal with Johnston, and the provo- I mean, it is like a release clause if we don't get promoted, that it can be triggered and it can be bought. It gives us more control, but it also guarantees us more money, mm. or at least some money. Yeah. Because right now, teams are turned off by even tw- as little as 12 million for one of the best keepers in the league last year. Um because they can just get him for free next year. Yeah. So if we if we get him on like a, a two or three year deal, things for us to a three, um, you know, we've got more control of the situation and if we go up, we've got a really good keeper in Sam Johnson for next year. Mm. And if we don't, we can recoup fifteen million plus mm. for Sam Johnson, which will really help for the campaign. Yeah. Because it, it, um, David Button's a good keeper in the championship mm. especially. But Sam Johnson's it's a, a different step level. above. He's, yeah, he's yeah. like it's like Watford having Ben Foster last year. Well, exactly. I'm exactly the same, mate. Sam Johnson's a, a very, very good Premier League goalkeeper that would be playing in the Championship if these rumours are true. But I was happy, honestly. I was happy with David Button and Alex Palmer as our goalkeeping options, and I knew, and I resigned myself to that. I really thought we'd lose Pereira, we'd lose Johnston, right? So I always thought Johnston was out the door anyway. Yeah, so I was like, you know, Griffiths has gone out back out on loan. He had a great season as well last year, um, and then Alex Palmer had a great uh, season on loan as well last year to come back. Um, and I thought this will be the step up for Alex Palmer. You know, play Button. Button's a good, a decent Championship keeper. He's good enough at that level. Uh, play him as our number one at the start of the season. Happy with that. And then try and feed Alex Palmer in as the months go by to try and get his appearances up, get his, get him used to Championship football. And then hopefully by the time I'll we do play get some cup games, I reckon they'll. Yeah, I reckon they'll have a performance uh, come uh, probably this month. I reckon some EFL EFL Cup games. Mm-hmm. They'll have some uh, games to play. I don't think he'll. I think he'll have one cup for the, one keeper for the cup, one keeper for the league. But it gives it, especially it gives with how similar. In, I'd assume in quite similar in quality they are. Yeah. It's not like it's not like in the cup, but we play David Button for a few and then go back to Johnston. You know, I think these guys are similar. We, we want to see them both in in a game situation. So I think he'll use one in the cups and see see what happens, unless one of them has a really bad howler. But if Johnson stays, it's it's a problem. It's a pro- it's a good problem to have, but it's a problem because you know I think Ishmael's similar to me, resigned himself to the fact that Johnston wasn't playing. So you know he, he was he was you know sort of starting the season with Button and and uh, Palmer, and it's kind of like okay, Palmer is too good not to play and, or having the reserves or not be on the bench. This is what I was going to say. Button. So we, one of them's got to go out. We've let surely it's got to be Palmer. We've let Griffiths go back out on loan. And is it Can, the other backup keeper, mm. we've brought up from the twenty threes to be the third string? Yeah. I don't want I don't I don't want Alex Palmer just to be third string keeper. No. I want him to have games either in the championship or in League One again. Yeah, it'll hinder his development if he it stays. Would, it, it's stagnated his development. 
So I'd rather see him go back out on loan if he is just going to end up as third string. Um, I think so. I think that's the best around. But now it's just trying to get him out. I don't think there'll be any, you know, people. There are going to be takers for him basically um, at Championship level. It'd be great to get him know, in a Championship well, club. You, you know, you think about Coventry. I don't know. I don't know about these guys' keepers. If these guys do have good keepers, forgive me. But you, you think Coventry's about, just your go-to in it for like sort of shitty Championship slash. But I on. think I think Coventry will do good this year. Mm. I do think Coventry will do good this year. Maybe. Did they play Championship last year? They did, didn't they? Instead. Mate, honestly, I, yeah. I don't know anything. Purge myself for the Championship last year. Yeah, completely. Uh, but like, you know, team, you got teams like Coventry. You have got teams like Luton. Um, mm. I mean, Derby. Derby are going to be in trouble this year. Um, you know, these teams that are going to struggle this year. You know, the Hall have just come up. Who could use a good keeper? Mm. Take a flyer on a keeper that had a really good League Two season, really good League One season, mm. and they, they ready could, for the step. Ready up. for the another step up. That he could be ready for it. Yeah, I'd, I'd so, be glad of that. I'd rather him go out on loan than be third string. Mm. Um, even if we, even if I mean, we've got Andy Lonergan. I think Lonergan's coming back. If he's just going to be Maybe. second string and not going to play, I'd rather him go out on loan. If it is, if he's not going to play at all and he's mm. just going to be second string, I'd rather him go out on loan. No, I agree, absolutely agree. And um, like I said, he's not going to have any. There's going to be plenty of takers to have a guy of that calibre at Championship or League One level. I mean, at the very least, he'll go back to a League One level. Absolutely. And get playtime. Um, we move on, because the season starts yeah. on Friday. Yeah, Bournemouth. Which has really come around quick. Yeah. Uh, playing Bournemouth away at what I assume is still the Vitality Stadium. Uh, if you can hear Dom crying in a moment, it's because I'm actually going to the game. Uh, so if you see me and somehow recognise me, even though this is a podcast, um, this fucking guy. Maybe say hi. <laughs> maybe say hi. I don't know if I want you to say hi. I don't know. Um, but I'll be down there. I might be doing some stuff for the podcast. Uh, I might have a little recorder with me. Maybe get some some pre matches. Maybe some post matches, depending on obviously getting back with the traffic. Just uh, some stuff for the podcast and get some stuff in the ground. So maybe. Maybe next week there'll be a a segment of me in the ground, which should be pretty lit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, getting you some and, live reactions. You and Scott Parker, best of mates. Obviously, he's, he's in Bournemouth now. Then Scott Parker. He is. Is that where he went? Yeah. 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 I thought so. Absolute uh, charlatan, but yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. Quick hot take: Scott Parker will never manage a club that is not down south. Probably not. Yeah, he's, he's a no boxer. No you can way. tell he's the guy who's like, I don't go south of the river, San, or anything. He's like yeah. probably one of those guys, isn't he? He'll be on EastEnders in 10 years when his managerial career dries up and he's like, yeah, I've read pairs. <laughs> yeah, he'll be like that. Yeah, Promise so that. Um, I'll be there. Maybe say hi to me. I don't know. Might just shove you away. I'm joking. Uh, if you are going, though, it's like 48 mile an hour winds down there for, on Friday, which would be so much fun. That's it, sick. Poo's so, ball. So maybe, maybe all you'll hear on the recording is <laughs> just pure air because mm. like, I don't know how good the bike's going to be. Um, but enough about me and the fact I'm gallivanting down to Bournemouth. Sorry, Dom. That'll um, be my first Albion game since March 2020. I was at the last one before it went into lockdown. Which, yeah, is, so. which was, incidentally, Chris Brunt's last game. Mm-hmm. So I was at Chris Brunt's last game, which yeah, is pretty so. damn lit. I was in the East End. Uh, I was in the East End as well. You were in the East End? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How did we not see each other? I was, in, uh, I was with my mate. I was with my mate. Oh. Yeah. So I can't wait. I'm very excited to get back to an Albion game. Even better that it's an away day. Um, I'm excited to see us play. Uh, I haven't watched us play in pre-season. I you know, mm. haven't really paid for any uh, live streams. I haven't been able to get tickets elsewhere. So I'm um, quite excited to, to see Ishmael Valerian's 
a competitive debut alongside obviously Clark if he starts or yeah. Kevin Castro Alex Moat I'm excited to see he looks like a proper talent yeah. uh, obviously very good player at this level so I'm quite intrigued to see a lot of this stuff just going to an actual game would be fucking sick yeah, as well that's really cool. being around people watching a game you know getting a drink beforehand getting something you know going around with people and stuff you're going with a mate right so you're going to yeah, be around people you know it'd be, it'd be sick mate it'd be great I'm not jealous at all Clenched fists. <laughs> Clenches both fists as he says it. Yeah, I know. Oh, that was my knee. Oh. No, I kicked him. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, that was a massive crack knee. Damn. Uh, oh, mate, I'm not looking forward to the journey down. Bournemouth's a bit of a trek. Uh, but hopefully, actually, uh, with mates, it'll be fine. Don't think we're going to the you're coach. Not getting, I was going to say. If you're in the coach, I don't really care. Coach, coach ain't great for uh, for knee health. Mate, trust when you're, me. When you're over six footers. When you're a couple of six footers like us, mate. When you're hitting them six foot couple numbers. of tall boys, coaches are not great. Oh my, trust me, coach. We're, me and I was at Silverstone a couple of weeks ago with another cousin of ours, Daniel, uh, and we were on this bus, mm-hmm. and like it was, it was the hottest day of the year on this bus that wasn't moving, full of people. Didn't mm-hmm. get Rona lit, um, and I, I, I forgive the graphic details, but I was like sweating through everything. And the shirt I had on, I had a white top on, and that shirt is now yellow. It's I'm been sure. through the wash. Jesus. It's... I'm sure Dan appreciated that. Oh, da- <laughs> mate, you should have seen him. He's pouring water on himself. It was just hot water. The water was hot in the in the coach. It's just just awful, awful stuff. It's the only thing um, worse than F1. F- respect <laughs> F1, yeah. Respect F1. F1's good, you know. Um, so uh. Bournemouth away... I, I, they were a good side last year. I, I mean, I need to get back on this. I haven't been paying attention to what Bournemouth have been doing. I haven't been paying attention to how they've been playing. We were in our ivory um, tower of the Premier League, mate. As soon no. as we left, as soon as we left the Championship, we were like, "Get the fuck out of here! We're, we're done with you." But so um, I don't, I ex- I'd expect a tough game. Yeah, I would expect a tough game. It's it's a good game to start with, you know, an away day, a challenging fixture against what were a good side last year. Mm. It, with a, a you know a proven decent championship manager under Scott Parker, so I think it's going to be a tough start. But I think I think we're going to pull through it, and I hope we do. Um, uh, didn't they sign Harry Wilson as well? And he was one of our top. Oh, they've gone. Is that who he went? I think no, they he went to Fulham. He went to Fulham. Oh, he went to Fulham. In the yeah, end. that's oh, a good sign. I would have liked Harry Wilson at the Albion. I think so. I think um, ten to twelve million was a good price, but I think we've I, still got players that can play that position we really have, well. Uh, if we're going to say ten to million, ten to twelve million, I'd, I'd spend it on a striker. Mm. That's where I'd spend it. I'd spend it on. on you see, I still really want. I really want us to give the time to Grant. That's the thing. And if we sign, top, though, if know. we sign, if we sign a new striker, it doesn't give him the same amount of time and ability to develop. And that's my only thing. And it looks like we're keeping Zahor as well. So Zahor is basically just going to play the Hal Robson Carney role. I, I assume, um, which is why they let him go and they were going to bring Sahor in to try and utilise him in some way and recoup the, what was it, like six million quid we spent on Four, four was and it four eight. And a, four and then upwards of eight. Yeah, so six, I was back right, in between. Yeah, I mean, it might be, you know, you never know the add-ons and what they are triggered by. So, I think that's the storyline for the season. Don't really know what to expect. Other than expectations are quite high, but I think that's only natural. We're always expectations of Albion are always high in the championship. You know, with the Boing Boing Club, people expect us to bounce back in the first season or second season. Um, I'm more optimistic with Valerian coming in. 
um, and the stuff he's been doing, you know, sort of since he signed, you know, going to the academies, seeing all the, you know, I don't know, like uh, learning about the history of the club, going around, trying to encapsulate the culture and shit like that. Uh, and the, thing he's, the things he says in interviews as well and the way that he's trying to, um, you know, sort of instill a new stylistic way of playing. A lot more optimistic um, because I was similar. I don't know if you were the same, wanting to keep Sam Allardyce for the sake, sake of stability in the championship. Um, um, but I'm glad that we cut ties with him um, and, and got Valerian in because I think it's going to be much, much better long term. Short, short and long term, I should say, actually. Um, but my expectation for the season with Valerian in the squad and the fact that we look likely to keep Johnston, Pereira's going, yes, but we brought in good play- we've brought in some good players in Moat, uh, good cover players as well, uh, and retained the squad members that I wanted us to retain, most of the senior squad. So I think top two is more than realistic for us, to be honest. I fully expect us to get first or second place, to be honest. I hope so. A uh, bit of team news for the Bournemouth game. Uh, Ishmael uh, believes that uh, well he said that Adam Reach, uh, Kevin Castro and Taylor Gardner-Hickman uh, when West Brom head to Bournemouth will be unavailable yeah um, interesting that he's you know he's saying that Kevin Castro and Taylor Gardner-Hickman are unavailable so clearly they are in his plans yeah like we've been talking about for him to say that they aren't um, saying that Reach needs to catch up with fitness levels as we've said yeah um you know, not ready to play because we think he's about three weeks behind the other players. Uh, it's good to see now being a team that's really fit. That's the thing, and I think this is this is the reason why it's a little frustrating with the whole Pereira thing because the the Pereira transfer fee is going to be the basis of players we're going to sign. And the fact is, is if we wait until the end of the August transfer window, like we expect, um, it's the players we do sign. If we do sign new players, are going to be a month behind the rest of the players in terms of fitness level and learning the style and the philosophy of play. So we're not really going to be able to utilise him for, for at least four to six weeks, I would say, um, before Ishmael's likely to sort of start feeding them into that team. Um, so that's the only problem, really. You sign a player end of August, you're only going to see him sort of early October, yeah. maybe. Uh, we expect Phillips to be back after being in close contact with COVID. Alex Palmer had yeah. a concussion, which is why he wasn't involved at Birmingham. I didn't know this, but Kevin Castro dislocated his shoulder last week, so he's been given extra time to recuperate. And Taylor H- Taylor Gardner Hickman uh, had a knock, so he's also recuperating. Do you, think, do you think, in terms of selections for Bournemouth, uh, Button starts over Johnston because he's been playing preseason? Yes. Yeah, he said he said Button starts. Oh, is he? I think so. I think that's the right decision. I think for the for the very reason we were just talking about in terms of training. I mean, obviously, goalkeepers very different to outfield players in terms of fitness. Um, but I think for the sake of I don't, what would you call it like team morale it's it's worth David Button starting because he has played pretty much all of the preseason and Johnston hasn't featured so it makes sense for him to start and I'm happy that he's starting but I'm more happy that fucking Sam Johnston's staying to be honest yeah I mean I've just walked out of this I, I'd like Liam Delap you know but it mm. looks like he's going to Stoke yeah obviously his dad played there and everything yeah but Liam Delap was a Gun driller. He yeah. was a bagsman in the PL2 last year. Yeah. Broke the record for most goals in a PL2 season. Won the league with the City. I'm looking to loan him out. Yeah, I'd love Liam to lap top. How, how, how's his throw-ins? Oh, we've got Darnell Furlong, don't need him. 
Yeah, exactly, son. I'm glad we kept Furlong as well, just as a tidbit. Yeah. Because it looked likely... I heard that Furlong was being touted by a couple of Premier League clubs, and I was like, oh, shit. Cool of offers. I really don't want to lose Furlong, to be honest. Um, Furlong, and, Furlong and Townsend in the system are going to be key. Yeah, they're going to be massive. These wing-backs are going to be really key. You know, centre-halves, you know, for what was the line-up um, against Blues? Let's have a look. Because I, I expect Bartley to start. 100% I expect Bartley yeah, to start. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure Ajay's been playing that much, really. So we'll have a quick look. Mm. Um, but like you say, it's going to be massive in terms of fullbacks because the system relies heavily on fullbacks. So the fact that we've managed to keep those two that have you know developed so much over the last couple of seasons is massively crucial, mate. Uh, oh, shout out to um, uh, Rahan Tuluk as well. Uh, he got a goal in the Blues game. Looks mm-hmm. like he's going to be a part of the uh, the squad. Yeah, again, along with like players Happy like Rich, Rico Richards and um, all these other guys. You know, proper going to be involved in these youngsters. And it's good because mm-hmm. the energy needs to be high, and they're going to keep these other guys young. Going to keep these guys hungry. Like, oh look, you know, uh, you know, Rico Richards could think uh, could be pressing for a wing backs place or, or an advanced place, and these guys could think, oh right, I need to step up my game. Mm. Uh, exciting to see a Dean Garner come back, hopefully. Yeah. Carl and Grant revitalisation. Fingers maybe, crossed. Yeah. I, I'm thinking maybe for Bournemouth he goes Dean gone on left, Grant right, or vice versa, and Robinson through the middle maybe. Um, maybe or maybe sure. Robin. I'd say maybe Robinson's more likely to start on the wing um, because if he's he's used to playing there, I guess. Um, it's like you said about the young players. It's just refreshing to see young players that want to play. And they're given the opportunity to play. Um, obviously, it's very, very early on, and we discussed players like Sam Field and Edwards and you know Leco and all these players that were given the opportunity. I maintain they were given more ample opportunity, and they just didn't really deliver at that level. Um, they were given plenty of opportunity to showcase themselves, and they just didn't manage it for whatever yeah. reason. Um, and obviously, it's still early on with you know players like Castro. I mean, Castro is refreshing, mate. You know, like when he was t- talking, when he first signed for us, and he was saying, yeah, West Brom's a stepping stone. I want to be one of the best players in the world. Like, well, he didn't know, say stepping this. stone, but he, he said... Like, Basically, that's what he, he was he saying. Said, he said, oh, I, I want to be here at this club. Uh, but also want to progress past it. Yeah, which is good. I like that. I like well, that's hunger. basically him saying it's a stepping stone. But, I know. But like, yeah. yeah. But fair enough. Fair enough, mate. You know, like I was like, yeah, absolutely. Who cares? Um, it's refreshing to see honesty like oh. that. You know, many yeah. players aren't honest like that. And Pereira's found himself in a little bit of a sticky situation because he's lacked. You could say one criticism: he's lacked honesty. He chose to toe the line and give the professional answer rather than just being honest with fans and going, "Yep, yeah, I want to move." Maybe that's it. That would be the only little, little niggling thing that I would have and criticise Pereira um, for. So the, so the line of against else. Blues was Button, Clark, Bartley, O'Shea, Furlong, Livermore, Moat, Townsend, Robinson, Grant, Dean Garner. Mm. Um, so I'd, I'd, honestly, I'd assume the same for mm. Bournemouth. Yeah. Because that, that's a pretty strong side. Maybe Ajayi comes in uh, for O'Shea. Seems like he likes Clark. Seems like he likes Bartley. He, he's played a lot of O'Shea as well. Um so I think we might be getting a pretty similar lineup, and I think he's found it. I think yeah, he's strong with his lineup because uh, look against Watford, Button, Ajayi, Bartley, O'Shea, um, Fernand Livermore, Moat, Townsend, Grant, Dean Garner, Phillips. <clears throat> he likes Phillips. Where does Phillips, you know, come into this? Um, you know, does he replace Robinson? Obviously, he played him up top a couple of times. Um, so look at the lineups. It looks like he's rotating Ajayi and Clark. Um, a lot of people give Ajayi stick for some reason now. 
I don't. I think he had he had an okay season in the Premier League for a guy mm. that's never played there before. Exactly. Had some really good performances. Had some really bad performances naturally. Um, but the guy's gonna be one of the best centre after the Championship. I think it's just. I think it's just expectation. People expected him to continue his level of development from the when we signed him in the Championship. Mm. Um, and he developed, especially start of the season. I know we were conceding a bunch of goals at the start of the season. It wasn't our best defensive display with Bilic. Um, but he was a standout star in at a centre-back. Um, throughout, as the season progressed, we got better defensively and Ajayi seemed to phase himself out a little Bartley bit more. Shined. And Bartley just shone and just, went through and just broke through the ceiling that we thought that he had. Um, and he's just a standout player. Good to keep on to him as well. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm really club thought, sniffing around him. Yeah, I think like Newcastle were looking at Watford, Newcastle Palace. I think I yeah, saw. Yeah. Which would have been a good move for him. But so I'm glad we kept. Which is interesting because of our defense. Yeah, exactly. Windows not done. We had one of the worst defensive records in the league, <laughs> and we still managed, and we still had teams that were of the same level looking at our defensive players. So it says yeah. a lot of how we've come from the start of the Premier League campaign, really. All right, guys. I spoke about a lot today. What are we on? Yeah, we've 40 minutes plus. Yeah, mate. That's, a lot of stuff. That's what happens when you literally don't put stuff out for almost a month. I know, you get <laughs> a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, hopefully by the next time we talk to you, maybe, obviously not the weekend, we hope there's some more stuff resolved. Fingers crossed, Johnson, new deal. Maybe some new Pereira news. Uh, Adam Reach on the back of the shirt. Um, and hopefully we've got some, you know, different sort of content for you. Well, that's the thing is that we're, you know, obviously we've had a bit of a hiatus since the season's finished. We put a couple of episodes out here and there. We felt like it. Um, and we discussed this on previous podcasts, but we just wanted a bit of a break from putting the stuff out there. It's been a, you know, a tough season, you know, and we've covered a lot and we did a lot of coverage and put out a lot of content and stuff. So we just wanted to take a bit of a break. Um, but now the new season's come in. We look really, really excited for it. New new system, new manager, new team, really, in terms of the way that we're going to play. So we're, we're going to come back to our normal sort of routine of putting content out. You're going to be seeing a lot more of us, whether you like us like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, hopefully um, some games where we're actually both there. Um, mm. That'd be good. Uh, but even then, a bit of a shift in content, which would be nice. Refreshing stuff for you guys, as well as it is for us, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if we keep it interesting for ourselves, then we're going to keep it interesting for you. So thank you for listening. No hot tub stream mentioned today. Um, I mean, if you did get to this end, if you got to the end, text me, text us hot tub stream. Oh, See <laughs> how many of you did Don't, it again. Can we not make this a regular thing, mate? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Because eventually Joking. we're gonna have to do it. <coughs> Joking. Well, let's just start doing video content. Bloody hell, yeah. Let's get the trim. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Don, for sitting here with me. Good to be back in person. Good to get the podcast flowing. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Hopefully, we. Uh, we're talking about a win at Bournemouth. Come on, you baggies.